talking about the Son of God. Deity of Christ is the only place I ever talked with. There was no point in talking about any of the other stuff. Because if Christ is not God, then he can't keep his word. And if he can't keep his word, he can't guarantee me salvation, guarantee me forgiveness of sin. He has no authority. And without authority, you got nothing. So anyway, plus he's a liar because he said he was the son of God. Now, this is what they told us. So I said that. And they said, oh, no, the Bible never, not one time did Jesus call himself the son of God. I didn't know enough of the Bible the first time that was run by me. I did not know enough of the Bible to refute that. I, I thought that was, I said, well, I've never heard that before. And I couldn't think of any place in the Bible where he called himself the Son of God. So that guy went away thinking he beat me. He didn't beat me. Because you can't beat somebody that's born from heaven. Because the Holy Spirit just keeps, keeps he says, you need to go back in there and familiarize yourself with the Bible. I said, all, all Joe Witnesses ever did to me was motivate me to study the Bible. That's all they ever did for me. Are you okay, brother? That sounded like some sort of a train whistle, man. I was, If you don't agree with it, you don't have to do that. Yeah, no, okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Number one. Let me give you some background. Maybe I've already done it. Jay told me years ago, oh, here we go. I'm repeating myself. Never call himself son of God. So I, what did I do? This study, I did a study on the term throughout the entire New Testament. And this is some of what I found I'll share with you tonight. You judge for yourself how the son of God was used and who used it. Okay, so that's what we're going to try to do now if I got the time to do it. So, the, peop the, the people, I say people, principalities, powers that consider Jesus the Son of God give, give credibility to the fact that, the, that he claimed for himself he was the Son of God. That'd be enough. But he wasn't the only one that called himself the Son of God. So the credibility is heavy when you get all these witnesses. The Bible says under the mouth of two, yea, three witnesses verify a thing, right? You should. By the way, by the way, let me just add this in here. Don't ever believe anybody that comes to you and tries to accuse an elder unless in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Because remember, you want to you want to give the elder the same the same consideration you would like, which is your innocent or what they call presumed innocence. And people come to me and try to tell me about it. I said, stop. Stop it. I don't want to hear it. Presumed innocence. You say, well, what if they're guilty? Well, if they're guilty, God's going to take care of them. He called them. He'll take care of them. No problem. I got no trouble. But I presume people are innocent. If I hear something about number one, that he cheated on some real estate deal or something, I'm going to say, no, he's innocent. So you get to go before a court of law, judged by your peers and a judge under the line. If they say you're guilty, then I'm going to say, well, the, judge, the court says he's guilty and the evidence looked like he was guilty. That doesn't necessarily mean 100% even though he's guilty. Have the courts ever been wrong? Uh, Chris Powell, which was a judge, said our law system set up to, to let nine, in a, nine guilty people go free rather than to jail one innocent person or convict one innocent person. That was Chris, right out of Chris Powell's mouth as a judge and a lawyer, having his own law firm. I said, our system lets a lot of criminals go free, and that's when he told me that. He says, well, that's because our system's set up to let the criminal go free rather than that one innocent person spend his life in prison or be executed unjustly. Because our system, in its essence, cares about justice. Now, you say our system's broken. 
There's no doubt that these liberal judges are perverting that system, but the system's still pretty much in place that it was started, okay? It's the best system in the world that I know. So what did the devil say? In the temptation of Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, it's interesting to me that he infers this. He says, when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the Son of God, that must mean he must have been claiming to be the Son of God. The devil thought Jesus claimed to be the Son of God. Now, Joe witnesses don't think so. But the devil, which has a little bit more inside information, uh, says that Jesus was inferring himself to be the Son. Did this blink on and off? No. It's a demon in a system talking about him. He's doing it. Hmm. Command that these stones be made bread. And then another one is, in, in, in the, by the way, this is still the temptation of the Lord Jesus. And saith unto him, if thou be the Son of God, that means he inferred himself to be the Son of God, cast himself down, for it is written, <clears throat> he shall give his angels charge concerning thee. And he was quoting the book of Psalms. Uh, I don't know exactly which Psalm, but it was in, out of the Psalms. They shall bear thee up, lest any, man, lest any time they'll dash thy foot against a stone. Now, Jesus wasn't willing to tempt, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. That means you should not jump out in front of a car and expect God to save you. He basically was telling Jesus, jump out in front of a car, and the Bible says the angels are going to protect you, and he said, don't, don't, you tempt, don't presume on, first of all, don't, basically the lesson is don't presume on God and don't tempt God. That's wrong. It was a sin to do that. All right? That's just a side benefit of that. So who was that? So, so we got the devil. We got, we got demons, right? <clears throat> Behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? Whoa. The demons? Now you say, what are demons? I don't know. Where do demons come from? Do not know. They're, they're disembodied spirits. Of course, angels are spirits. It says in uh, Hebrews 1.14, are, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to them that should believe? So we know that angels are spirits. Okay, angels are spirits. Demons are spirits. Some people believe that they're fallen angels that are basically set loose in cohesion with, collusion with the devil. Okay, so anyway. He said, Thou Son of God, are thou come to hinder, hither, hither, are thou come hither to torment us before, before the time? They know they're going to be tormented. They know, they know the Bible. They know something of what's happening. They know future events. They're going to be tormented someday, but do they repent? No, they don't. That's because they're not repentable. They cannot repent. Why? I'm not exactly sure why, other than maybe their nature is so evil they would never repent. Why, why is it that hell's forever? Because they would never repent. The people are going to go to hell. The people that are going to hell would never repent under any circumstances. And they have to be there forever because they're never. No matter how much they suffer, they would never repent because they're given over to evil, like the devil. Non-redeemable. You think on that. That's some 
interesting thoughts. The devil also came out of many crying, saying, Thou art the Christ, the Son of God. And rebuking them, suffered them not to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ. They also knew he was the Son of God. So we got the devil. The devil knew he was the Son of God. We got the demons knew he was the Son of God. We got more demons. And in Mark chapter 3, verse 11, and unclean spirits, unclean, interesting, it uses that phraseology. When they saw him, fell down before him, cried, saying, Thou art the Son of God. Okay? So who is Jesus so far? Son of God. The apostles. What did the apostles say? Jesus calmed the storm. Here's what happened. Matthew 14, verse 33. And then they were in the ship, came and worshipped him. And the Jehovah's Witnesses, by the way, and the cults try to make light of that. If you just got saved out of a storm that you thought you were going to die in, and he got up and said, peace be still, and the thing immediately became calm, and you're a lifelong sailor, you aren't just giving him homage. You're worshiping him for power that only God could have. Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Basically, after he did that, they said, this has to be God. Now, the term Son of God is a certain term of deity. And the Sanhedrin, when they talked about Jesus, and this is interesting when it comes to the crucifixion, he's standing before him, they're questioning him, but Jesus held his peace. The high priest answered and said to him, I adjure thee by the living God, that thou tell us whether thou be the Christ. They were interested in it. They wanted him to identify himself as the Son of God because they were looking for the Christ, right? And they, they associated that Christ with being the Son of God, deity. And so. In verse, the next verse there, and Jesus saith unto them, Thou hast said. Now that was a Hebrew idiom which meant, you're right. We say, so be it. As you said. Nevertheless, I say unto you, hitherto, hereafter shall ye see the Son of Man sitting in the right hand of power, coming with clouds of heaven. Now that is big. That was huge. How big was that? That was real big. By the way, I'm having trouble tonight because I'm I got a new prescription in my glasses, but I don't have them yet, and so I'm, I'm things are a little blurry for me. So have mercy on me. And you say that boy can't read. I, I, I actually am having trouble. But but what did what did Jesus tell him? He said in verse uh, chapter 14, verse 62 of Mark, Jesus said, "I am." They asked the same question. This is Mark's version. Tell us whether thou be Christ, the Son of God. And he said, I am. And you shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of glory, in the clouds of heaven. This is a parallel passage, which which one I just read, okay? What significance is this? This is highly significant. What he is referring to is why they cried blasphemy and rent their clothes and called for his death. The statement that he made when they asked him, if you be the Christ, tell us. And he said, yes, I am, or as you said. And you're going to see me coming in the right hand of power with clouds of heaven. Now, this clouds of heaven phrase is big. It's big. Because that clouds of heaven phrase referred them back to Daniel chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. Now, they would have been very familiar with Daniel chapter 7, the Messiah. Well, the one that was coming, here it is. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with clouds of heaven. That there came with clouds of heaven. Notice that. And I made it white. That's my my emphasis, and came to the Ancient of Days, 
and they brought him near before him, and look what happened. There was given to him dominion and glory and kingdom. That How many people? All people, nations, languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting. How long? Everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away in his kingdom, that shall not be destroyed. They understood who he associated himself when he said he's going to come next to power, right in the power, in the clouds of glory. Boom, right there. Or right here. In the clouds of glory. And they ripped their shirts, which is the strongest method they had of protest. They ripped their shirts and said, what need do you have of any of these accusers? We've heard his blasphemy. He's worthy. What is he worthy of death? Crucify him. Let's get him. So they took him to Pilate. The thing went down. They never crucified Jesus because of what he did. They crucified Jesus for who he said he was. And he made it clear who he was. Very clear. So those people at the cross that witnessed the crucifixion, what did they say about him? He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now if, we will, if he will have him. For he said, oh, you know this to be true. We're 2,000, almost 2,000 years from the cross. We're a long way from the cross. These people were right there. These are eyewitness testimonies of the cross. And they said, he said. They said, he said. It doesn't get better now. I am the son of God. The Sanhedrin, which you just looked at, they they would have also testified. He said, he's coming in clouds of glory. He's associated with Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. They were going before the Ancient of Days, and everybody's going to worship him and serve him, da-da-da. He's, he's claiming himself to be the Messiah. <clears throat> the centurion, which was at the scene, eyewitness, high, highly credible. Now, when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things which were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this is the Son of God. The emphasis is truly. The author of the book of Mark, first verse, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So Mark, which was right there with everybody, right first century, right, right at the scene of the crime, if you want to say, at the scene of the incident, now he says he's the Son of God. The angel speaking to Mary when she was going to have Jesus, and the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost which shall come upon thee, the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. So the devil recognized that Jesus animated himself as the Son of God. The demons called him the Son of God. All these other people that you're going down through, and it gets and the list is pretty long, by the way. The legion, this was the Gadarene maniac. And when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him with a loud voice, said, What have I to do with thee? Of course, my name is Legion, for we are many. Uh, I, what have I to do with thee? Jesus, thou Son of God, most high. That's respectful. From a wicked, vile demon that caused this man to cut himself, run around naked, and was violent, kept people up. Out of that area. This is the gathering maniac we're talking about. That's from the Bible. All of a sudden, he gets highly respectful because he knows who he's talking to. 
for they know who they're talking to. And what's he say to this, this old boy when he got right? We got return to thine own house and show how great things God hath done unto thee. And that's the verse I have up. I was supposed to preach on that Sunday night. And when his way and published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. And that's really what we do. That's what you do when you witness. Right, quit worrying about witnessing. Just tell them how great things Jesus saved you. How he saved you from your sin and made you a new creature and gave you the Holy Spirit and let you understand the Bible. Just, just brag about Jesus. Tell, tell people how God's been good to you. That's what he told them to do. John the Baptist, he's a pretty powerful witness, right? He said in John 1.33, And I knew him not, and I knew him not, but that he said, <laughs> I read it, it's good. But that he sent me to baptize with water, and the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining, of course that was Jesus at the baptism of John, the same is he which baptized with the Holy Ghost. And I saw, that's John the Baptist, and bear record that this is the Son of God. It's becoming more and more apparent, is it not? Can you imagine the audacity of the Jehovah Witness to tell me Jesus is not the Son of God after just the evidence that you've seen so far, but there's more. Nathaniel, when he met Jesus, Nathaniel answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God. He said, I saw thee when you were under the tree. He said, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God. Thou art the King of Israel. Boom. Another testimony, by the way, of people who were right there. Jesus, now we're getting to Jesus himself. Did Jesus himself ever call himself the Son of God? Okay, well, John 3.18, famous, famous chapter, I think, in the whole New Testament is John chapter 3, don't you? I mean, John chapter 3, verse 16, woo, big. It's everywhere. Football games, basketball games, on T-shirts, on cards. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten what? Who was saying that? <clears throat> Jesus. Those are Jesus' words, by the way. So he called himself the Son of God. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. That's Jesus speaking. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given the Son to have life in himself. That's big. That's why he said, no man takes my life from me. I lay it down. I pick it up. Now, only God can say that, though. Come on. How about the blind man? <clears throat> John chapter 9. Jesus heard that they cast him out, and when he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou not, dost thou believe on the Son of God? Jesus is referring him to, obviously to himself, right? <clears throat> then I have here, and I skip down to chapter 10, verse 36. Say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest, because I said, the Jews said he was blaspheming, because I said, Jesus' word, because I said, I am the Son of God. Did Jesus ever say he was the Son of God? That's it right there. It's clear. Resurrection of Lazarus, chapter 11, John. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Who is he referring to? Martha. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Speaking to Martha. And Martha says, she said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God. So Martha's another testimony which should come 
into the world. How about the Jews, just generally? The Jews answered and said, we have a law, and by our law, he ought to die because he made himself. This was at the trial before Pilate. He made himself the what? Now, I'm not trying to bore you with this, but I'm trying to be thorough. Because the devil is going to try to get you off of this. Apostle John, called the beloved apostle, he was the youngest of the apostles, probably 17, 18 years old. Many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written. But you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And the believing he might have life in his, through his name. What a powerful verse. By the way, that verse, chapter 20, verse 31, is the theme, that is the theme of the Gospel of John. In a nutshell, that's the theme of the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verse 31. So Philip, with the Ethiopian eunuch, the first time I spelled that, I spelled that uh, unique. And I looked at that and I said, that just don't seem right to me. Then I went back to the Bible and I said, oh, now, now we're talking eunuch. Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart, he's talking with the Ethiopian eunuch. Well, he said, what must I do? What do I got to do to be baptized? Okay, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. He said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Now tonight, could you say that? You believe in your heart, with all your heart? that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. Peter said it this way, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's big. Paul, in his first sermon, he says, and immediately there fell from his eyes, and he, well, this is after he you know, saw on the road to Damascus, was blind for three days, that he had scales on his eyes, and he received sight forthwith, and arose and was baptized. And then what happened? And when he had received meat and food, he was strengthened. And when Paul, certain days with his disciples, were in Damascus, he began to preach. Straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues. What did he preach? He didn't mess around with any other theology. Because if, if you messed up on this point, you don't have to worry about the rest of the Bible. He says he preached he's the Son of God. You know what they tried to do to him in Damascus, right? They were going to kill him because they understood how what the implications of Jesus being the Son of God is all about. Paul, again, concerning his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made a seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be, declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. It doesn't get it. God the Father sealed the deal. Of all the people out there who said, I'm the Messiah, I'm the Messiah, I'm the Messiah, I'm the Messiah. He only sealed it with the Lord Jesus Christ. And actually he did that himself with the Father because the two were one and three are one. But as God is true, again, and the word toward you was not yet, was, was, was not yea and nay. I preached on this one time, yea and nay. The son of, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, this is Paul talking, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him yea. Things are, it doesn't get more positive than the Lord Jesus Christ. 
again, I'm, I'm trying to move fast as I can. I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live yet. And I, but Christ lives within me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of who? Son of God. There it is again, who loved me and gave himself for me. And then in Ephesians 4.13, till we come in the unity of the faith of the knowledge of the who? Son of God, under the perfect man, the measure, stature, fullness of Christ. I'm just trying to show you occurrences. As far as I know, every occurrence in the New Testament. Writer of Hebrews. Hebrews 4.14, seeing then that we have a great high priest that passed into the heavens, Jesus, the what? Son of God. Let us hold fast our profession. We don't know who wrote Hebrews. For sure we do know the Holy Spirit wrote. If they shall fall away to renew them again in repentance, seeing they crucify themselves as the who? The Son of God afresh and put him in an open chain. By the way, I do not think you can lose your salvation. I think it's like Judas. Judas, he tasted of the Holy Ghost. He understood the powers of eternity. He, was, he breathed it. He was next to it. He saw it, and he went to hell. He went to his own place. Hebrews, let's see, again in Hebrews, how much sore punishment, what a verse is as well. How much sore punishment suppose ye he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified and the holy thing and done despite to the spirit of grace. Again, just like Judas. The Apostle John, he that committed sin is of the devil. For he sinneth from the beginning for this purpose. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Again, I'm just telling you, Apostle John heavily believed who Jesus was. And then again in 1 John, whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he is in God. Makes sense. It makes sense to me as the cults try to deny that. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? I'm not trying to wear you out. I'm just trying to show you these. He that believeth the Son of God hath witness in himself, that he that believeth not God hath not hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave his Son. Now basically, when you say the Bible's not true, who are you calling a liar? God. And you'll face him someday. So, 1 John. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God. Have not lied. You may have missed some of these. And the next verse, these things are written unto you that believe in the name of the Son of God, that you might know that you have eternal life. You may believe in the name of the Son of God. Twice in same one verse. I'm coming to the end here. And we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God, and eternal life. So in the same verse, you have the Son of God and the true God. Now, you know, the Westcott and Horde people try to get rid of that. You say, why are you against the Westcott and Horde people? Because they, they took away from the Bible, and they're going to be in hell someday. Westcott and Horde will both be in hell. Because they deducted and purposefully tried to change the word of God that was handed down to them at that time, 16 centuries. 16 centuries of recorded Bible. And only out of two, two really two major manuscripts, and they weren't all that major, they had all kinds of problems with them, and other people discarded them. I don't go into it. Five major, five, three minor and two major. They, they, they corrected all of that history of the Word of God, 
some five, 6,000 documents. They corrected that through those really two, maybe five, if you want to count three minor ones. And they took away from the Word of God. And if you got some other book beside the King James Bible, you have a partial Bible. I want the whole thing. In Revelation, last one. Under the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These things saith the Son of God, whose eyes are like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like unto fine brass. That's Jesus. Of course, we know in the Revelation they're calling himself. I believe that to be my last one. Yeah, I didn't have my picture. I'm so sorry I didn't put a picture in there for you. But I didn't. Okay. So, Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. How, why, Pastor Bill, why is this so important? Because if he's not who he said he was, and if he's not who he was witnessed to be, then he's a liar, he's a lunatic, he's a crazy man. And we are, people that trust him are going, they're not getting any help. But if he is who he said he is, and, he, and to save me, he'd have to be. If he's not God, he doesn't have the power to say, the heaven and earth will pass away, but, but my word will not pass. My words, not word, words will not pass away. What if I get up here and said, my words will not pass away? You, you should take up stones to stone me. Throw me out of here. What kind of arrogancy would that be? My words will not pass away. It'll be a fortune after I'm dead for 20 years if any of my words are left. Any of them. A hundred years. Forget it. Nobody will even know my name except for people who name their child WJ. Then they won't know why it's named that. Right? They won't know why. They'll forget why. My mother had a whole big tub of pictures of her relatives, ancestors, from the beginning of photography. And there was no names on them. And she knew this one, knew that one, knew this one. We threw it. When she died, we threw all them away and burned them. There was no point in keeping them because we had no idea who they were. I'm only three generations, four generations away from most of those people. And that's the way you're going to be. That's right. They're going to burn all your pictures, get rid of all your pictures, all your precious little stuff's going, gone into dust. From dust thou art made and dust thou shalt return. Your body, your body. And you might as well give your china away now because somebody else is going to give it to the goodwill. The temporalness of life, it's humbling. It really is. We somehow think we're... Baron, Baron Collier, you know the history of Collier County. Baron Collier thought he was going to be... He, he made a deal with, it, with the state of Florida to, to name that county, that piece of land down there, Baron. Do any of you know him? You don't. You say Collier County. You don't have a clue who you're talking about. Collier, who's Collier? You don't care about. Never met him. Don't care about him. It's the county's. This is Lee. Now you know Robert E. Lee. Now, hey, don't change the county's name. But ultimately, there will be people who have no idea who Robert E. Lee. In fact, most of the high school graduates today, <laughs> pretty bad on history. 
Well, God bless you. Praise the Lord for coming tonight. I hope this helped. It was a quick review of every verse mentioned, every place mentioned in the New Testament where he referred to himself or referred to as the Son of God. Father, help us. Know who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.